Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 46 of the Cheerful Cynics with me, Pooj, and Swedish meatball, Gaia. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast and are listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, if you want to get in contact or have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at thecheerfulcynicspodcast. How's it going, Gaia? What's new? Yeah, good. Lockdown has eased a little here, so shops are opening a bit. One of the weirdest pieces of news that I saw was around Ikea, actually. Ooh, Ikea. Yeah, well, the headline on the BBC was customers queue for hours as Ikea reopens 19 shops. For hours? Just for Ikea? First world problems, right? Yeah, exactly. So in Warrington, people apparently arrived to queue at 5.40 in the morning to start queuing for the Ikea store to open at 9 o'clock in the morning. Why? Who needs to go to Ikea that desperately? Right. And to queue over three (laughs) hours for a bookshelf, right? I know. Or a little table lamp or whatever it may be. Why would you do that? Especially after quarantine, you'd, you'd, what, you want to spend your time just standing in a queue outside? Yeah. Close to other people. Oh. It's, I think they were um, spaced apart by two meters, but you can imagine how far the queue went. <laughs> it went like all the way down the road and everything. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what's there that's worth anyone's time to actually queue that long. It just doesn't make sense. Just for the snacks and the food. The snacks. <laughs> right. The hot dogs at the end. It just doesn't. I mean, yeah, okay. The meatballs are good and the hot dogs are great. But I don't know if I'd queue up three odd hours for that. It's this weird, is isn't it? It's very strange. Yeah. It's such a, it's a weird shopping experience. Ikea, yes. Very weird. Have you seen the YouTube video, The Real World Ikea? No. Is it a documentary or something? Yeah. It's like, do you remember the, the TV show, The Real World, that they used to do on... I don't know, MTV or whatever. It's like an old school reality TV show. Well, these guys got five people and they pretended to live in Ikea for the day and documented it on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine basically pretending as though you actually live there. And you know how the Ikea floor plan is split into rooms and like a living room and a bedroom and everything else? Oh, yeah. So these five people just act as though those rooms were their homes. And they're annoyed with people walking in and out. And, you know, they go to staff (laughs) complaining that there's no water running from the sinks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there's no water back here <laughs> they go ask them can you turn the lights off at night time because i can't sleep yeah. <laughs> and then they complain that people are watching them as they sleep <laughs> i love that <laughs> i love that they got angry when people walked into the house <laughs> yeah. out of my bedroom <laughs> it ends up in a massive argument in the middle of some fake living room um, okay. because they just can't stand to live with each other anymore and it draws in a massive crowd. People are filming and the staff start coming around and everything. <laughs> There's this one scene where this one guy just gets naked and starts running around. <laughs> naked? In Ikea? <laughs> in Ikea is screaming. Why would you? Showing off his meatballs. Dude, there's like kids in there. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Another person pretends to start looting all the fake TVs. You know how they've got the fake electronics? Oh, yeah. It's this just like starts... hollow plastic shells. Yeah. <laughs> he just picks it up and starts running. and goes, right, this one's mine. And starts walking off. <laughs> <laughs> the staff threatened to call the police. And the whole episode ends with them all just running as quickly as they can through Ikea to get to the exit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Actually, it must have taken them a while to find the exit because it's not a straight line, right? It's a fucking maze in there. Yeah, it's horrendous. You just, there's no way out. <laughs> Just run around in circles hoping you find the exit. Oh, man. That's like that uh, melodrama that was recorded in Ikea. Have you heard of that one? They they filmed a melodrama? Yeah, I know. Not just like a reality TV show. This had a script. It had a script. It had had a plot. Oh, wow. 
It was a web series. Um, and I think it was filmed in 2009, 2010, 2009 maybe. It was called um, Ikea Heights for a channel that was called <laughs> Channel 101. Basically, uh, because of the fact that it's notoriously difficult to find literally any staff in Ikea when you need help, they managed to film an entire series in it. <laughs> oh, six man. Six part series. <laughs> six part series. I mean, this is dedication. <laughs> I wonder if they all did it in one go, just in one visit. Uh, I don't know. I think they did go a few times to record. I think that's what I think they did anyway. Um, wow. But they had a couple of actors as well. Which is <laughs> okay, how did they get away with it, though? Well, there's no staff around. Oh, yeah, true. Nobody really, you know, will notice. And there's only a few actors anyway, so you could pretend like they're normal people. The series is around a community of people that, that are based in a fictional town called Ikea Heights. And there's just like a whole load of drama. It's just really weird. <laughs> Do they have CGI monsters or dragons or anything like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, as, as usual in, in those kind of like melodrama stuff, they had cheating wives. They had brothers who had amnesia. There was, there was like a gangster murder. <laughs> it was so weird. All in Ikea. It's just the typical stuff. As you do. <laughs> I think in the first episode, actually without spoiling too much, but in the first episode, there's um, there's obviously there's no running water in these Ikea showrooms, right? And this husband and wife have this huge marital disagreement in the middle of their Ikea kitchens <laughs> <laughs> because there's no running water. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I like that. I like people's creativity. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a great idea. I hope it gets on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Netflix original for sure. <laughs> So if you could film in Ikea, Pooj, what would you film? What genre Ooh. would it be? I think horror is always good. Because... Oh, really? Yeah, horror is always in like a really small environment. And you only need the one actor running away from another actor. Really. <laughs> yeah. And then you could probably so. film that hiding in a little cupboard. Peekaboo. Or, you know, yeah. under the, the underbed storage. Somebody in there. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, in my the, God. In a fold-out bed you could hide there. Yeah. You know, there's all these great places to hide from mass murderers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what would you film in Ikea? Probably, oh, I'd film a really bad decorating show. So, you know, when they do pre-decoration, post-decoration, so they go in and they just start crying because they hate the room so much. They're like, <laughs> I hate this kitchen. What did you do? <laughs> they literally go to all of the, the rooms and they just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> what about a massive pillow fight? Oh, that would be really fun, actually. Right? <laughs> they have thousands of pillows in Ikea. But actually, um, there was a a huge hide and seek game planned in Glasgow's Ikea last year. It was like 3,000 people, I think. 3,000 people? Yeah. Attending one Ikea? Yeah. To play hide and seek. How, they're not going to find enough places to hide. Well, I know, exactly. <laughs> and there's general public in there as well, so I don't know. But, you know, I guess because, you know, Ikea is like huge, the shop floor, it's massive, and there's hardly any staff around. So I, I think they probably thought they can get away with it. That's crazy. They actually did this then? Did, were they successful? Yeah. It's actually happened before as well, Pooj. Really? Yeah, I think it started in... Is this a thing that we're not aware <laughs> of? We're not cool enough. We were never invited. <laughs> never invited. <laughs> I'm not cool for that shit. I think it started in Belgium a few years ago. And then it, it just, you know, caught on throughout Europe. It's usually arranged on Facebook, because, you know, as you do. And there was about 32,000 people that signed up to the one to play hide and seek in the Ikea in the Netherlands. 32,000 people. Yeah. Although, obviously, most people on Facebook don't actually turn up to the events that they click that they're going to go to. So <laughs> I doubt that many people would actually have gone. 
But it would have been a complete mess if it actually went through, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. How do you fit that many people in Ikea? Or trash the whole place? That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Surely they would have gotten caught, though, right? Yeah, so Ikea saw this stuff happening on Facebook and they officially banned customers from playing hide and seek because, you know, <laughs> health and safety, people are just going to get, like, absolutely trashed. And the one that was planned last year in Glasgow, the police were informed and they apparently, I don't know how this worked, but they turned away anyone who looked like they were going to be part of hide and seek. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, what, what does someone look like if they're going to play hide and seek? How do you know? How do you profile them? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your official hide and seek uniform? No. My badge? Hide and seek badge? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're seeking gloves? I don't know. What else? You two look like you're going to play hide and seek. No, we're here to buy a sofa for a new flat. <laughs> no, go home. Have you heard of the IKEA overnight challenge? No, but is that basically hide and seek overnight? Yes. What is that? Okay, <laughs> it's pr- pretty much that. So it's a good a... title, Pooch. I know what yeah. it was. <laughs> there's like an internet trend that's been going around, so you can put it into YouTube and just write IKEA overnight challenge or whatever, and right. people just try and hide from the security after hours, um, oh, so they don't God. get they don't get thrown out at the end of the day, right. and they just try and stay in there for the whole night. What? I mean, I guess there are loads of places that you could hide in Ikea. So it's probably quite easy to slip by security. Yeah, exactly right. You've got the whole place. Yeah, there's tons of places you could hide. The whole place is a hiding place, which is yeah. probably why it's great for hide and seek. Um, yeah, definitely. But you just kind of find any little nook and cranny. You just wait in there until after hours and you're good to go. Bam. Yeah. If you, would, if you could hide anywhere and you had to kind of wait there until security had gone, where would you hide? Mm, probably where would I hide oh probably in the kids soft toy area just dive to the bottom of the pile of those really weird toys and then just stay there they wouldn't dig me out they wouldn't look there that's too much effort right yeah they don't get paid enough to do that shit I'll I'll hide in the mashed potato (laughs) just dig me in In the the fridge put a little straw in my mouth so I can poke it out the mashed potato and breathe and just chuck like lingonberry jam at you yeah. <laughs> oh, delicious. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's probably worth saying don't try it because it's definitely illegal. So if anyone out there is planning their kind of not escape, what's the opposite of an escape from IKEA? Break into IKEA. <laughs> that thing. If anyone's thinking of breaking in after hours or staying there after hours, maybe don't. Yeah. Overstaying <laughs> your welcome in IKEA is illegal. But also, what's the point? What would you do after the store closes? I don't know. It would be so boring. Yeah, man. Well, I guess you just wander around dodging security and trying to keep occupied. And I guess everybody that on the videos just takes videos of themselves there after hours just to show they're actually there. But it just sounds really boring, right? What do you think? It's probably not a place I'd want to be stuck in overnight because it'll be cold. It'll be dark. You won't be able to see anything. Also, kind of creepy because it'll be massive and empty. Yeah. And you'd better hope nobody else is doing the same thing as you. Otherwise, that would be really fucking crazy. If you start hearing noises. Hello, fancy seeing you here. (laughs) Someone rustling behind you. You're like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) How long do you think you could stay in Ikea? Oh, like as in if it was overnight or not. It feels like I've been there for days sometimes when I go shopping. It's like a casino, right? There's no lights. There's no windows. so You can't see outside. Also, when you go to a cinema and it's daytime and then you come out and it's night. What the fuck just happened? Like I've missed out on the whole day. That's what it feels like when I go to Ikea. (laughs) <laughs> I think one day is probably the max I could probably do. I couldn't do an overnight thing. 
It's crazy because back in 2014, there was a week-long manhunt for a kid in Shanghai when uh, a boy went missing after an argument with his mother. The boy left home with very little money and decided to spend a lot of time in Ikea. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. So he was spotted on security cameras near Ikea. And the police thought he's probably in there somewhere. So they blocked off all the exits so he couldn't get out. They spent about 40 minutes looking for him and he was eventually found. He was missing for six days. Six days? Yeah. (gasps) He was missing for six days. He spent six days in Ikea and nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. What? How crazy, right? I think he went outside to get food and things like that. Oh my God, he kept going back. Oh my God. Can pop in during the day, stay there overnight. (laughs) And it would just make it his hideout at nighttime. How cool is that? What the hell? I mean, no wonder people have made shows in Ikea. If they couldn't spot a kid six days on his own, just jamming. What the hell, man? Ikea is a black hole. I mean, (laughs) I do like Ikea because most of my house is full of Ikea stuff. So I'm not going to shit all over it. But actually, the store itself is a black hole. Yeah. Have you heard of um, the YouTube channel called Life Hunters? I haven't. You have to check this out. Yeah. So what they did was they managed to fool people into putting a generic Ikea painting but I guess it's a print, isn't it, in Ikea, um, yeah. into the Museum of Fine Art in the Netherlands. Oh, cool. What yeah. happened? I'm guessing that went well. Uh, yeah, well, so <laughs> the picture was from um, a collection in Ikea because, you know, they have, like, different collections of their paintings and stuff in their art. Yeah. And it actually costs, like, 10 euro, which, you know, it's pretty affordable. What they did was they it was a, a social experiment and they wanted to see how people felt about it when it was in the museum. Oh, cool. How did they fool the people? Well, they said it had been painted by a guy called Ike Andrews. Get it? Ike Oh, Ike A. Good old Ike A. Yeah. (laughs) So, a fake name. And they had basically said it was Ike's latest work. And they put it in the museum. The visitors actually really liked it. And they were like, oh, it's all the symbolism. But yeah, everyone loved it. Yeah, so I guess it means that the artist that Ikea commissioned for these pieces are actually quite talented, you know. It goes yeah. without saying that. I know. Actually, some of the art that is in Ikea is really quite nice, though. There's also the argument that do people think it's good because it's in a museum? Oh, maybe. Maybe. It's probably like, oh, I'm told that this should be good, so therefore I think it's good. But if you saw it on the side of a road, would you stop and say the same stuff about symbolism? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. When the visitors were asked to value the painting, they basically said, you know, anything upwards of 200,000 euros... Up to like what? It was like two million. <laughs> two million. Two euros. million. Yeah. Whoa. Can you imagine? They could have sold that one at least for two hundred k. From ten euro. Yeah, <laughs> ten euro 10 purchase. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> this Ike person eventually spills the beans and tells them that it's actually an IKEA painting. I think most people kind of just took it well. They just thought it was quite funny, so they had a laugh. But there were some people that were really offended. Oh no. So I don't see why people would be offended, although I, it does seem as though they've become the butt of the joke at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. It must have been a good piece of art if they were impressed with it, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well done to those IKEA artists, <laughs> but I thought it was good. It was a good experiment. And it's kind of true, though. If, if things are in museums, we're probably more likely to like it because we've been told that it's good. Yeah, it's true, right? It's context. Mm. It's all yeah. the context, where, wherever they put it next to. Yeah. But, oh, man. Did you know that IKEA is actually one of the biggest charities in the world? As in the biggest donor to charities or actually it's a charity? Well, the Stitching Inca Foundation. That's a mouthful. It was basically set up by the, uh, the founder of IKEA. Right. And its mission, 
as you know, every charity has a mission. Yeah. Is to further the advancement of interior design. Huh. I don't know. It's not usually what I think a charity sounds like. (laughs) 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 No, it's more like human aid, health. Hunger, medicine? No, no. Okay, no. Okay. (laughs) So basically the foundation owns a private company and that private company owns a majority of all the actual stores that we see around. So the ones that we can go inside. Wait, so what? (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, right? So they don't know how much they have, but one of the clearest estimates of the wealth of this organization goes back to 2005 because it isn't information that's publicly available it's hard to find updated information yeah so in 2005 they had an estimated worth of 36 billion dollars which is likely to have grown since then because that was quite some time ago now yeah and in the same year they donated 1.7 million dollars to a design school they're a charity, and out of $36 billion, they only donate $1.7 million. Yes! <laughs> what? That's, that's, that's <laughs> pretty much that. it. It's crazy, <laughs> right? What the hell? <laughs> it's likely that this was all set up more for business reasons as opposed to being a charitable organization, obviously. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it, mate. <laughs> and a charity pays very little tax in comparison to just a regular business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. IKEA pays approximately 33 times less tax than its for-profit counterparts. Oh, shit. 33 times! Damn. That's a lot of money. What the hell? That's crazy. Damn. It's all a bit... There was like a massive uh, article in The Economist back in 2005, but basically the, the bottom line was that they said the overall setup of IKEA minimizes tax and disclosure handsomely yeah. rewards the founding family and makes ikea immune to a takeover oh my god so they have this this whole f- image of just being like family we care about you we care about society we care about you know in the environment but then they're basically going through loads of tax loopholes yeah well they care about their family and they care about their environment being surrounded by all the, the expensive things i imagine Holy crap. Do you know what? If they're not paying taxes, I think we are allowed to sleep over there. Yeah, (laughs) we own it, right? I mean, that's the least. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're not paying taxes. We can stay there. We can eat there. We can live there. It's only fair. It's only fair. It's only fair. I'm going to sleep in the mashed potatoes, damn it. Kind of makes me wonder why people are queuing up for three to four hours (laughs) to get a bookshelf. (laughs) Yeah. Forget the bookshelf. (laughs) read read upon corruption damn it (laughs) and that's all we have time for this week thank you so much for listening remember you can find us on instagram at the cheerful cynics podcast or get in touch by emailing us at the cheerful cynics at gmail.com have a good week wherever you are bye bye